Welcome to the Landlord's Resource. Hello, I am Jamie Swam, and I'm here with Connor Swam, and we are the hosts of the Landlord's Resource brought to you by Swam Property Management, where each week we educate and empower landlords just like yourself. Connor, how are you doing today? I'm doing great today. All right, well, today uh, we're going to be talking about security deposits. So, security deposits are a very important part of being a landlord. Anytime that you tenant one of your properties, you always collect a security deposit. And uh, the Delaware Landlord Tenant Code is very specific about the purposes of a security deposit. So, we are going to go over today the three purposes of that security deposit based on the Delaware Landlord Tenant Code. All right, so what is the first purpose? So, um, in the Delaware Landlord Tenant Code, it outlines very clearly exactly what a uh, security deposit is, what it should be used for, and the reason it exists. The first reason that it states, and I'll read this uh, verbatim, is to reimburse the landlord for damages caused to the premises by the tenant which exceed normal wear and tear or which cannot be corrected by painting and ordinary cleaning. So that is an exact quote, normal wear and tear. Uh, and which cannot be corrected by painting and ordinary cleaning. The second reason uh, that we see in the, in the Delaware Landlord Tenant Code is to reimburse the landlord for reasonable expenses incurred in renovating and re-renting the premises caused by early termination of the lease, but it shall not exceed one month's rent. So the security deposit, if, you've, uh, if you're a landlord in Delaware, your security deposit cannot exceed one month's rent. There are certain cases where you can uh, have your security deposit increase um, over that, but not more than two months rent. Uh, but then you have to give it back at a certain uh, a certain rate for a certain time, um, depending upon how the tenant is doing uh, and if you notice that they're behaving properly uh, in your property. The third reason that we see in the Delaware Landlord Tenant Code is to pay the landlord uh, for unpaid rent due under the lease, including late charges and rent due for early termination or abandonment of the lease. We personally have an early termination clause uh, where you're required to pay the remainder of that lease um, or uh, I think it is two months uh, of rent uh, on top of the security deposit. So that um, if you terminate, I mean, if you sign a lease that is a legally binding document, you're required to fulfill the terms of that, which for us uh, is you are required to live in the property uh, acceptably uh, for at least one year. I mean, and then you're more than welcome to leave after that time. But for the year, you are the renter at that property uh, and you need to be paying rent at the property because we're not allowed to put anyone else in the property while you have that document and while we have that agreement with you. Uh, so those are the three exact reasons verbatim from the Delaware Landlord Tenant Code. I'd highly recommend if you don't know what I'm talking about, hop online, Google Delaware Landlord Tenant Code, you'll get a government resource and you can read through it yourself. It's not that long. Uh, especially the shorter version that you're required to give tenants. I'd highly recommend reading that as well. It outlines everything you need to do, everything your tenant needs to do, uh, and then you'll also know how a tenant is can be expected to act because they're required to have that and supposedly read that before they uh, inhabit anyone else's property as well. Now, the second and third reasons, they're pretty straightforward. Uh, not a lot of uh, interpretation there. Um, the first reason, however, is usually the one that creates the most confusion mm -hmm. <clears throat> that actually um, often creates uh, court situations where there are some differences of opinion. And the, the real issue is um, what is the definition of normal wear and tear? It's not uncommon for a landlord when a tenant moves out to feel like there's damage to the property that is beyond normal wear and tear. 
and not uncommon then for the tenant that is moving out to feel like the the damage is normal wear and tear. So the issue is what is normal wear and tear? What can you as a landlord reasonably expect to collect on in terms of damage? So let's go ahead and cover that. Yeah, uh, before we jump into that, that's an interesting point that I'd like to touch on. Um, I go to the JP courts, uh, I'm the one that has, I go file, I go through the eviction process or if we have to bring another dispute to the courts, I'm the one that handles that. Uh, and most, if not almost all of the disputes that I see are over security deposits. It is not an eviction. Uh, it is not someone terminated the lease early and then didn't pay. It is literally that the security deposit the tenants feel was deducted from unfairly uh, and the landlord feels like they did not deduct enough. Uh, and I understand both sides of the equation. Sometimes a tenant doesn't feel like they cause damage when they really did. Uh, for instance, we've had some issues where there are unregistered pets living in the property and the owner has to replace the floors as a result and the tenants feel like they should not be responsible for it. Uh, and there were other cases as well where the tenant is right and that um, the landlord tried to charge them for paint or for cleaning and the landlord tenant code clearly states you're not allowed to do that. Uh, so like, like he said, the second and third reasons are pretty straightforward. Why are they straightforward? Well, the second reason really just states if you terminate your lease early, the landlord has a right to recoup the losses uh, from doing that. So it is a very uh, painstaking, uh, well, not painstaking, but a very lengthy process to market a property, to show the property, and to properly select a tenant and put them in there. That is a very lengthy, costly process for the owner and for the property manager. So if you terminate your lease early after going through all of that, then you're able, then as a landlord, you're able to recoup some of your losses. So that's pretty straightforward. The next is if a tenant skips town, doesn't pay rent, uh, the security deposit can be used to collect that rent. So, I mean, some, some states, especially if you look at Pennsylvania, you're allowed to take first and last month's rent when they move in. So most of the time between the security deposit, first and last month's rent, a tenant is required to have three months rent uh, as a down payment, if you will, in order to tenant a property. In Delaware, we're not allowed to do that. We don't collect last month's rent. So sometimes tenants feel uh, as if they don't want their security deposit back or they just feel like they don't have to pay rent for the last month of their lease and then they skip town without paying the last month. And then this specifically states that we're allowed to take your security deposit uh, in lieu of that. Even though it'll never cover the damages and the rent, uh, we're allowed to do that. So it, it gives the landlord something so that they're not completely uh, at a loss when, when a tenant doesn't want to pay. So then why is the first reason uh, not clear? Well, like, um, like we stated earlier, it's really down to uh, a certain level of interpretation where uh, it says damages caused to the premises which do not exceed normal wear and tear. That's not very specific. It does not say if there are certain stains on the carpet or a certain amount of scuffs on the stairs. It's really uh, up to the consideration of the tenant, the landlord, and the judge if you end up having to go uh, to JP court to get this resolved. Uh, we've seen all sorts of things uh, covered and not covered by normal wear and tear, but it's generally safe to say uh, if you can throw a new paint of coat on it, if you can clean it, uh, if you can get a deep clean and it'll resolve the issue, that, that is not allowed to be deducted from the security deposit. Now, uh, we, we do have a policy where uh, for some of our owners, we deep clean the property beforehand, we give the tenant evidence that that has happened, uh, and then on move out, uh, the lease states the tenants are required to return the home to us in the condition that we gave it to them. So they are required to uh, get the home cleaned in at, at that level or do it themselves, which for most tenants is not uh, a very easy thing to do. 
uh, because we pay a professional company to come in and clean everything. Uh, so if you provide the home in a certain condition, the tenant is required to provide the home back to you in that same condition. So that's something to also keep in mind. Um, and then so normal wear and tear uh, or, or which cannot be corrected by painting and ordinary cleaning. Now this does not cover things like uh, if a tenant hung a million pictures in their home and there are holes in the wall, you can't just paint over that. Uh, and, and a judge would know that, although some tenants, that is normally what we see as a huge dispute is that nail holes in the wall are not an issue. Uh, especially they don't understand that a landlord and a homeowner have to pay someone to come uh, fill in those holes or spackle it or, or have someone in their company come do that and sometimes that can get expensive and sometimes the holes can't even be solved uh, by doing that. You have to get someone to come re-drywall or, or re-mud and, and tenants don't understand that. Uh, so there are definitely cases um, where where it's clear-cut and cases where it's not. Well, we What we consider normal wear and tear uh, here at Swan Property Management is if there's normal wear on the carpet. Um, so typically what we do is, uh, let's say a carpet has an average lifespan of 10 years before it needs to be replaced. If a tenant moves in there for one year and it's completely destroyed, that is not normal wear and tear. If a tenant moves in there and it's dirty, there are scuff marks, tread, there's a tread pattern or whatever, because it was a pop, like a, uh, a place where they walked all the time, that's pretty normal, right? Can't deduct for that. If there are normal scuffs on the walls and the floors, uh, dings uh, on the walls, or if you will, that's not uh, that's not deductible. Uh, normal wear on the appliances. So I mean, as long as the appliance still functions, if it was brand new, and, and as long as it looks like it's in good condition, like they took care of it, cleaned it regularly, all these things, uh, then we wouldn't deduct from the security deposit for the uh, how the how the appliances looked, uh, and also any damage that was most likely caused by normal appropriate use of the item in question. So if you're thinking, let's say there's a banister going up to the second floor. If it's damaged, but it looks like it was caused by normal appropriate use, you know, they didn't have kids or dogs running into it, hanging off of it, jumping over it, doing anything crazy with it, uh, and it didn't break as a result of uh, normal wear and tear, then we wouldn't deduct from that. All right. Yeah, we actually, going back to the holes in the wall, we actually uh, actually had a, had a situation where we were both in JP court and uh, one of one of our um, one of the homes that we manage, the tenant had moved out uh, and had uh, spackled over some pretty significant holes in the wall, and uh, and so the owner wanted to hold back uh, some of the security deposit, uh, which we did. The tenant did not uh, feel that that was appropriate. We ended up in JP court over it, and uh, as uh, as the judge was sitting there, there was at one point where we couldn't come to an agreement. The judge actually. Um, said, okay, I'm going to, before I rule on this, I'm going to walk out and I'm going to let you two work this out. I'm going to come back in and if you cannot work it out, then we'll go ahead and go to trial. But I would strongly suggest that you work it out. And so the judge actually walked out and uh, actually it was you kind of ended up working it out. Uh, we ended up with an agreement <clears throat> and uh, at the end of the day, nobody was happy. Uh, at the end of the day, the owner wasn't really happy because the owner felt like they needed to be compensated for everything. At the end of the day, the tenant wasn't happy because the tenant had to uh, pay for some of the damages as well. So that's a real-time example of a disagreement between a tenant and a landlord over the condition of walls and how they're left. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, one thing to note is uh, it's already expected that you're going to paint and clean regardless of what the tenant did or did not do to the home. That is already expected of you. Uh, so largely, um, um, a lot of these disputes uh, can be corrected by training and educating the owner that you either work for or if it's yourself, educating yourself on what can and can't be deducted properly, 
right? So there, there is going to be some cost of turnover. That fact is unavoidable. Uh, whether or not you waste your property manager's time in court or perhaps your own money paying them to represent you there uh, to try and recoup some losses unfairly if a judge rules against you uh, would definitely not be in your best interest. So it's, uh, we always uh, tell an owner, like, we'll do the inspection. Uh, we'll, we'll make note of it. We have the move-in inspection. We have the move-out inspection. We are, the, uh, we are the experts. We know exactly what we can and can't deduct from, can and cannot deduct from the security deposit. We know what we should be doing. We know how to explain this all to the tenant, and we know how to get the tenant to feel that they are being treated fairly and also keep uh, the owner's best interest in mind because at the end of the day, that is our goal, is to keep the owner's best interest in mind and, to, and also to secondarily provide a nice place for someone to live. Uh, that's, a, that's exactly um, our goal. And we touched on this before uh, where we would train an owner. If you train an owner correctly, it resolves a lot of your issues. If you educate yourself correctly, if you're your own landlord, you resolve a lot of these issues beforehand. All it takes is a little bit of reading, reaching out to people who know what they're doing, uh, and then you could really find out what you should and should not be doing, uh, which, like I said, again, it'll prevent a lot of headaches. Yeah, and, and it'll prevent, uh, save a lot of money. I mean, very often, uh, you know, we'll talk to landlords who are reluctant to hire us simply because of the property management fee. And then uh, because of just a lack of education, they'll end up in a situation where it costs them far more than they ever would have paid uh, for property management um, because of the situation with the security deposit and, and move out. So, uh, all right, well, thanks for joining us for another uh, edition of uh, the Landlord's Resource. And how can people get a hold of us if they want to know more? If you want to know more, you could look at our website, swalmpropertymanagement.com, uh, and you could fill out any of the forms there to get in contact with me. Uh, you could also look at all of our uh, content that we have on there. We have a blog, a podcast, some resources for you guys. If you wanted to reach out, uh, our phone number is right there on the website, and you could also uh, email me personally at connor, C-O-N-N-O-R, at swalmrealty.com. I'd be happy to answer any questions, get in touch with you, uh, and... Uh, see what we could uh, work out or talk about and how I could help you. Yeah, and if you're listening to us on uh, iTunes, just uh, go ahead and uh, pop over to iTunes, give us a review, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on future episodes. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in today. We are extremely appreciative that you would spend some of your time with us. It would mean the world to me, and I mean the world if you would leave a like, rating, or review. We would love to see some of your feedback.